As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. This Christmas and holiday season, you know, there's a lot of talk about getting gifts, giving gifts, and I would like to just sort of offer a theory to you guys uh, as we go into what is our pre-Christmas episode of Time Zars here on The Athletic. You know, the Chiefs really needed a gift from the Pittsburgh Steelers just at some point, kind of in the month of December. It's like, listen, if you guys could just lose to the Bills, that would, oh, it would just make our year. We would be so thrilled if we could get just a, a, a Steelers loss to the Bills for Christmas. And the Steelers said, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, we're not giving gifts this year. We are an advent calendar. Because this <laughs> week you're getting a loss to the Washington football team. Then you're getting a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then what's that in the third door? You better bet it. That's a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals with Ryan Finley at quarterback. What's coming up next week? We're playing the Colts. After that, let's go to Cleveland and play the Browns. The the Pittsburgh Steelers, starting off 11-0, since then have become an advent calendar for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is my theory. Happy holidays, everyone. Does that track Nate Taylor? Yes, of course it does. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, you know, Hanukkah. We see you out here. Um... Look, man, it's 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 been quite a free fall. Somebody somebody put it on Twitter. I I, I need to uh, obviously give credit where credit is due. But look, I just said, hey, maybe, maybe the Steelers are in free fall. Just 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 maybe. And I wasn't even watching the game last night, guys, because um, my wife has made it abundantly clear that we must see the end of Tasha's journey on the Bachelorette. So <laughs> it wasn't until late last night where I was like. Oh, they lost? Um, so, yeah, the Steelers are in free fall. The <laughs> Chiefs um, are not in free fall. They have uh, handled their business wisely. And for you, Seth, um, this just means that we get two weeks of Willie Gay, right? 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 You know, I am just looking forward to uh, seeing snaps from new Chiefs starting Mike linebacker Ben <laughs> I, I, or Chiefs, you know, and then of course Chiefs' new starting will linebacker Dan Sorensen. Um, and, and I, I just don't want to take anything for granted. Um, 
So with regards to the the Steelers Bengals game, I was actually at a buddy's house, and because I didn't think to really watch yeah, the game, yeah, because it was because um, it was Bengals Steelers without their without their yes. starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no reason. You know what? I feel the need to add this. I hate a buddy's house. Both him and I have had COVID within the last month, and it was just me and him. So anyone who freaked out hearing that, relax. We're invincible for another mm. 60 days, I think. <laughs> I just walk around yeah, licking people thing, at this you just, point. You just are co- your mouth <laughs> is constantly terrible. open, and you're occasionally licking. You, you basically like, yeah. listen, you don't lick <laughs> other people. You lick every surface that you can get your hands on. Yeah, every yeah. surface available. Sometimes it's gross, but you know, them's the rules. Anyway, so so my my we I'm watching this this thing out of the corner of my eye of the game, and I was I saw Ben Roethlisberger make his first <laughs> throw, and I gotta tell you, that's when I was like, I think the Bengals <laughs> could win this. Um, because they just Big Ben looked a little It, it happens cooked. fast, man. It uh, happens so fast. It, it it does. You would think like the guys that you expect it to happen slow. I think what happens is you get really, really good quarterbacks and they deteriorate to like ninety percent and you're like, ah, they're still mm. good though. And then they just boom yeah. fifty. And like there is no and since these defense look good, but I it's hard to separate that from the competition. Like I officially have, and and you know we'll see. It's the NFL. Pittsburgh's still a good team. I don't have a lot of fear of Pittsburgh no, in the playoffs. I, their zero. defense, their defense is their defense is excellent, but the Chiefs have faced defenses just as good or better and put up thirty. And barring Big Ben, maybe he's hurt. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure he'll say he's hurt sometime in the next few days. Um, you know, he's he has an amputated leg or whatever. Um. Sorry, I don't know why. He's one of those players that I very unfairly don't um, like. Like I, at all. I, I would say you don't like him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm ruining perfectly good radio by not being able to stop laughing. I guess that's, that was right, so funny. Um, <laughs> he's just not super likable. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't think that's a no, hot take. no. It's I would um, I, all I all I was but, correcting is that you said for no good reason. I just not sure yeah, that that's necessary. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. I could probably yeah. offer a few. So the 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 thing. I mean, just they're not a team I fear particularly, and I just watched it a little bit. Again, keep in mind, any decent team can beat any team can beat any team mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's one game. It's a one off. But we're talking about degrees, yeah. right? And I'd be much more concerned facing the Ravens again. And the Chiefs have the Ravens number. But I'd be more concerned facing the Ravens again than the Steelers. I'd be more concerned against the Titans. I'd be more concerned against the Bengals. I'm kidding. But (laughs) I'd be more concerned against, I mean, the Bills, especially the Bills, because I think Allen can go shot for shot on a good day. Um, there, There are four or five other teams I'm more concerned about. So, hey, now all we need to do is, uh, and during this podcast, we're going to definitively break down all the tiebreakers, yeah, right? we're going every step of the way. Now listen, this can all just end with now a game that I didn't think was going to matter, can now matter if the Chiefs beat the Falcons, then week 17 doesn't, they, they can lock up the, uh, the the first rounds by just by beating the Falcons now, I believe. That's right, right, Nate? Yes, I believe that is indeed the case, and um, this will be another, you know, Little fact that you could throw out there, um, that Patrick Mahomes, since he's been the quarterback of the Chiefs, you know, for the th- you know, duration of a season, will have secured the team a first round bye in each of his first three seasons. Again, 
I don't know who has that stat, but it's I, I'm assuming it's incredibly rare. Maybe Tom Brady did it um, early with the Patriots, but um, it would be it would be quite significant. And then Week 17 would get real frisky because um, Andy Reid has already showed in the past that he would be willing to rest um, the majority of his starters if they handle business Sunday. Uh, that means you would get you know Chad Henney, a little Matt Moore. At one point in the summer, I anticipated this would occur, and I thought we'd get a little bit of Jordan Tamu, who's not on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the, the, I, I expect Sunday to go um, pretty seamlessly because the Falcons have talent, um, but the Chiefs are better, and they're at home, and they have a real carrot now, which is, you know, win, and you get two weeks off, which again is rare at this point in the NFL season. Also, we, we mentioned one piece of the news today, and we're going to get through more than two questions today. We only we usually take questions and we get to two of them. So we may get to three questions today. We're going to really do our best this time. Um, but the news of the day that broke right before we started recording this on, uh, what day is it? What, is it? what day is today? Tuesday? Before On Tuesday afternoon, um, that, that Field Yates had just tweeted right before we hit record that the Chiefs have, have placed Anthony Hitchens on the reserve COVID-19 list. As of this moment of recording, we don't know if that's close exposure. We don't know if that's a positive test. We don't know if um, he'll be on that list even on Sunday because the rules changed. You know, whenever Chris Jones was on the COVID list for one day, the rules didn't literally change. My interpretation of it did, where his close contact come four days earlier or whatever. So a lot we still don't know up in the air there. But uh, if they don't play Anthony Hitchens, they'll find some other reason to not play Willie Gay. Right, Seth? It seems like a near certainty at this point, Josh. <laughs> I, I, so I have started and stopped writing and reviewing a "Why Aren't the Chiefs Playing Willie Gay?" article like yeah. three times. I've reviewed his snaps. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> it, that's just it, and, and it felt like a disservice to write an article just whining, <laughs> and, and and like. So I guess I'll just say it here. I'm probably not going to write the article because the answer is I don't know. The only stuff I can have is theoretical things that I don't know. And and his role has been more limited in coverage. So you see like, you know, PFF's like, oh, his coverage grade against the Saints was like, you know, 90. It's like, well, they didn't really ask him to do much. But they did ask him Mm -hmm. to do some and he did it really well. So maybe like, I don't know, you could like do a little more, you know, like kind of like just, just a little bit like. A little bit more. I, I'm that. This is what I'm reduced to: is a groveling, whiny, impotent weasel <laughs> who can't figure out why I said those words in that order to where Danielle could record them. But I just I can't figure it out. And I I, I trust East Bagnolo and Matt House. I've heard tons of great things about him. Um, they, they they're really good coaches, but it's just like it seems. So obvious that at this point, I'm just leaving it. There's there, they must just not trust him with the lineup and all that stuff. And it again, it's not just that he doesn't replace Hitch, that's not right. gonna happen, guys. Hitch has been all right this year, and they're not replacing right. Hitch with him, at least not this year, maybe next year, who knows? But I doubt it. They love Hitch. Um, but I, why isn't he seeing the field again? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And that's why I have just blathered through the last two minutes because it really, it really gets me taken aback when the the answer is I have no idea, like none. So there is the analysis that you all signed up for. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I, I would say too that um, again, you we we're gonna have to know more as the week goes on. I'm actually asking if 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 Anthony is a close contact or if he is indeed you know similar to McColl. And in McColl's situation, um, he didn't miss a game because of the bye week. So you're in that, you know, if he does, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, have contracted the virus or tested positive, I should say, you know, you're in that essentially 7 to 10-day period. Um, and obviously, we'll see where he comes out of that. Um, it might be just beneficial for Anthony to miss both games before the playoffs just because we've seen the, the cumulative effects uh, that the virus has on guys when they come back. Um, you know, when they play for the first time or even the first couple games, um, they may not be usually themselves. So again, the virus treats, you know, each person's body obviously differently. So it'll be something to monitor. Um, we do have the exception because of what happened with Chris Jones, like, like Josh alluded to earlier. Um, there's one theory that I heard from our, from our good friend, Seren Petro from A10 and, I hadn't thought about this until he sort of floated it. And I'm like, this isn't just coming from from him necessarily, although it is an interesting theory, which is, I don't know how this would happen, but could they play Ben Neiman so many snaps because he could sign elsewhere and that you could get compensation for it after the fact if he were to leave in free agency? That's the most galaxy brain thing I've ever heard. I don't, I... I don't know. I don't know what team would have to give up a certain dollar amount for you to get fourth, fifth. I, don't, I mean, it'd be it'd be hard to say that's a third round pick um, from a you know compensation standpoint. But it was the first time I had thought about that because if you are planning for the future, does Ben Neiman factor in when you have drafted the second round linebacker at his position? Basically, when you know, like you guys have mentioned earlier. Anthony Hitchens will be back. Damian Wilson is kind of up in the air. He could go either way, I feel like, depending on just what the market is at that position. But mm-hmm. it was something that Seren told me, and I was like, that's not terrible, but could there be a bidding war for Ben Neiman in free agency? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I Just something to think I mean, about in terms of snap just... count allocation. The phrase Ben Neiman bidding war, like I feel like I just I feel like I just got contact high from that <laughs> phrase. Like I am seeing colors that aren't around me right now. Like that But also I but also Surin knows people. So I'm not I'm guessing he didn't come up with that just sort of staring at a ceiling at night would be my guess. So I that's I, Right. I mean and again, I, I hadn't wow. asked that yet just because um because how do you? Yeah. Hey, are you giving the worst player more snaps for a draft pick in the future? It's a pretty good idea. You guys doing that? And getting, a, and getting away with it. Again, yeah. Ben Neiman actually played pretty well against the Saints, guys. I know you don't want to hear that. I know you don't think that's a fact. It's kind of a fact. Um, Because you don't, like, think of the worst play Ben Neiman had on Sunday. You can't think of it because it didn't happen. Because he was mostly just, like, a competent football player. So, again, it's not the worst thing in the world. But, come I mean... They need to find some way for Willie Gay to play. Perhaps Anthony Hitchens, unfortunately, being on the COVID list, and Damian Wilson, who I don't think they need to rush back for his knee contusion. Like, maybe he doesn't play, and now you're down to legitimately three linebackers that you need to play. Because you also remember, too, Dorian O'Daniel may come back from injury reserve because of his... Holy hot potato. What? No, I'm just... I just a name <laughs> yeah. that I... 
I've got a lot of, like, I just, I, can someone explain to me why we can't have the fastest linebacker duo in the NFL <laughs> and have it Torian McDaniel and, and Willie Gay Jr. and just say, sure, try to run on us. Maybe it'll work. Yeah. But we don't care because I just, yeah. uh, sorry. I just, every time Dorian O'Daniel plays, you watch him, like, fly across the field yeah. faster than a lot of safeties. And you're like, it feels like they could use this. Uh, Dorian Daniel has two tackles. They came in the season opener in garbage time. Since then, uh, zeros across the board on defense. So, (laughs) so maybe he comes back from his uh, high ankle sprain. Um, He has cleared the three week, you know, uh, requirement on the injury reserve. But look, I mean, Ben Neiman, maybe Dorian O'Daniel, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) maybe Willie Gay, you have to remember Emmanuel Smith, who they pulled off the practice squad to play on special teams, so that we all thought Willie Gay would get more snaps. Um, he had a hamstring injury, so who knows if he'll play this week against the Falcons? The Chiefs don't have a lot of linebackers, which means you're going to get Ben Neiman and uh, Dan Sorensen. I, I had I wanted to go to the next topic, and that sentence just made me sad. That wasn't me not paying attention. I just heard you're going to have Ben Neiman and Dan Sorensen, and I just kind of sat here for a second and hope that's along, just... along with a sprinkle, a sprinkle of Willie Gay, sprinkle. <laughs> you know the food pyramid. <laughs> I feel like I yes. feel like yes. I feel like Ben Neiman and Dan Sorensen shouldn't be like the bottom nine categories, and then Willie Gay is the is the the, the sugars and sweets on the top little corner of the pyramid. I feel like that's a I feel like we've really imbalanced that pyramid personally. What 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 if Steve Spagnuolo gave you Darius Harris oh. more than he gave you the second round pick on, on defense? Oh. <laughs> If we keep talking about linebackers, it's, it's weirdly going to it's going to ruin my Christmas. So let's talk about something else. Um, in fact, a little bit of good news compared to what we knew on Sunday night. We we had some some inklings of of something that would seem borderline optimistic about Clyde edwards Uh Since then, there have been a handful of reports that have essentially indicated that he's got a high ankle sprain. In in uh that that was the report that, that was confirmed by the MRI. It was originally reported, and then the MRI came through, and it, it looked like that was in fact what it confirmed. High ankle sprain being the uh, the biggest deal, and then also a uh, a hip strain of some sort that should heal uh, more quickly than the high ankle sprain theoretically would. Which, according to a couple of reports, indicates that he would. There's a chance that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could come back for the playoffs after almost certainly missing the remainder of the regular season. Um, Nate, what do you know about that and uh, and, and it, all of that information so far and what the Chiefs might be rooting for in terms of Edwards-Hilaire coming back? Yeah, I mean, this is this is so much similar to Patrick Mahomes' um, dislocated kneecap. Um, I know that might sound weird initially, but it was the same sequence of events, right? Which I kind of uh, outlined Sunday night, but... You know, they were going to do an MRI. Uh, if the MRI was good, you weren't going to hear about it, right? So guess what? You right. hear about it. Uh, Andy Reid gave you no updates on Monday, which is exactly what happened with Patrick Mahomes last year. Hey, guys, don't have any updates. We're going to have more information later. It then gets floated out, um, much like I anticipated, that Clyde edwards would obviously not be ready to play on Sunday. He will not play against the Chargers, even if he was healthy, obviously, because of what we've alluded to earlier in terms of uh, the team may be securing the one seed around four o'clock on Sunday. And yeah. because you get the extra buy, um, the most important date now for Willie Gay will be the win or excuse me for Clyde Edwards will be the Wednesday of the divisional round. Um, that is 
giving you as much time possible. And then even if he does play in the divisional round, I would assume it would be a limited role with Le'Veon Bell pretty much being your new running back. Now, there may be a chance for Daryl Williams to get, you know, a better look um, in terms of, you know, being that third down guy. You can pretty much anticipate him as the third down back. He he is pretty knowledgeable of the protection scheme. He actually does pretty well in terms of being that last blocker for Patrick Mahomes. He's, you know, we've alluded to this before, has pretty good hands when given the opportunity. Um, Darwin Thompson will obviously come back. Hopefully he's feeling better from his illness that is not COVID-related because he missed Sunday's game against the Saints. But he will be, you know, uh, asked to do a lot on special teams, uh, be a guy that maybe you can put out there for a couple snaps. But I think for the Chiefs, you hope to see something from Clyde in the divisional round with the chance of him maybe being more of who he is either in the championship round or the Super Bowl. Again, that's asking for a lot, but you're kind of on the same path with him and Mitchell Schwartz. I don't think we're going to see Mitchell Schwartz until the playoffs. There's a slight chance because Andy Reid said, hey, maybe you know he is feeling better. So that's like the, like the one tiniest of crumb that we've gotten about Mitchell Schwartz's back. Maybe you see him for... The, the season finale for like a couple snaps, I don't really anticipate that. So it seems like both, it. huh? Oh, sorry. I was just, I was, I was literally thinking to myself, please go on. <laughs> yes. So I, I just, I just feel like Clyde is in a really good spot right now. Again, being youthful is super to the Chiefs' advantage right now. Had this occurred to Le'Veon Bell, it would be a longer timetable. So, Hopefully you see him on the divisional round. Obviously, we'll keep track of it as we go forward. Um, and I would also say my best guess right now, and again, it's mostly a guess, but my best guess is Mitchell Schwartz probably won't see the field unless it's the playoffs, um, unless he feels really, really well, and the Chiefs want to see him for a limited number of snaps, maybe like in the first half of the season finale against the Chargers. Um, but even that's kind of a risky move because obviously you wouldn't be playing until another, you know, basically two weeks after that. Um, and so, again, backs are tricky. But that's my best guess. Um, it's like maybe you see both guys in the divisional round if the Chiefs obviously secure their number one seat the way we expect them to. Uh, let's talk a little bit because I do want to I want to keep like about half the show for questions today. Um, so yeah. let's talk about Chiefs Falcons a little bit. It looks like Julio Jones should be back again. Um, he I, I never know when he is and isn't playing at this point, um, which stinks because he's fun to watch but it, right now i got that he was questionable today um i guess that means he's probably limited participant in practice not 100 percent sure that'll bear watching over the course of the week um but the falcons are one of those teams that does have as you mentioned earlier nate a lot of talent and also four wins uh last week against the buccaneers they looked really good for a while and then kind of falconed it away after doing similar things and close losses to the saints and chargers the week yes. before that before that they blew the raiders the hell out of the water which was <laughs> hilarious. So uh, they, they've obviously had a, a very strange season. They also play the Buccaneers two out of three weeks. They go Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks. That is an unfair, unfun schedule for the Falcons. Um, imagine if they would have been like nine and like nine and four headed into the end of the season. Like, all right, all you guys have to do now is beat the the Buccaneers, Chiefs, and Buccaneers again. That's tough. Uh, but it should be a fun <laughs> game. That also the Chiefs can thoroughly lock up the one seed by winning this game. Nate, what interests you? You know what? You, Nate, you talked a little bit already. Hey, Seth, what interests you from Chiefs and Falcons? <laughs> um, On paper, the Falcons have a good offense, and it's going to be an opportunity for the Chiefs defense to kind of 
continue its recent trend from the last couple of games of seeming to kind of get right a little bit, um, you know, kind of work on their pass rush, kind of just keep rounding into shape. The the Falcons are talented on paper. That defense, um, <laughs> there is a chance that Mahomes throws like seven touchdowns right. against that defense. <laughs> like they they are not yeah. good on defense. Nope. Like I wouldn't say they're Jets level bad, but they're not that far yeah. off on defense. Now they're off. Now they do have Jarrett in the middle. Um, that dude's a beast. He can play. Um, they still have him, right? God, I have not paid attention. It's to listen, man. I, there um, are worse things that you can do with your life than, than pay super close attention to the Falcons' defensive front. It's fine. Yeah. It, well, I see the toll it takes on the people who cheer yeah. for them. I'm like, I don't need Seriously. that in my life. They do still have enough going on. Yes. Okay. He can really play. He's a really, really good interior rusher and run defender. Um, so he'll affect the game. But the, the their secondary is tough. Like I don't know. They played the Raiders so well. I guess we'll see. It's it's a typical any given Sunday. They are a much worse team than the Chiefs. Uh, if the Chiefs don't play their, oh man, if they don't play their B minus game, they could lose. Um, no, they could lose a B minus game to the Falcons A plus game. That, I think I think the Falcons their... are one of the strangest teams because I think you could talk me into them having the largest array of outcomes from their A game yes. to their yeah. D game. Like their A game. They could they they have put up forty again. That was against the Raiders, but like they, they put up forty against the Vikings earlier in the year. Also, I think that might have been right after they fired yeah, their Dan offense. Quinn, actually, um, yep, their offense can shred. Like I mean, they 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 can they can do things. Matt Ryan's a good. And then also they can put up you know seventeen against the Chargers two weeks after putting up forty three against the Raiders. Like that's sixteen against the Saints. That they just have. It seems like they have a huge array of outcomes. They do, and their defense is just so bad that I think to beat the Chiefs. I think I don't I'm not saying the Chiefs will score 40 necessarily. I'm saying if they have to score 40, yeah. they will. Like I just don't see like let's say the Falcons offense does really well against the Chiefs defense. I, I think the Chiefs put up 40 if they have to. I think to win this game, the Falcons gotta go 40 plus. And I just don't know if they'll be able to do it. Right. Without um, without the help of turnovers, because that's what occurred with the with the Raiders. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And a couple of important drops and just things like that. So I, I'm interested in the game, but honestly, as soon as the Steelers lost, I'm I'm kind of I don't know about you guys. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play, love watching the Chiefs play, but I'm kind of ready for the playoffs. Yeah. And and that's where I'm at. So hopefully we're not you know you know here hanging on just knocking on some wood here. <laughs> we're not renewing the times are his curse. I'm not taking the Falcons lightly. It's just more like eh, odds are the Chiefs could lose next week or not next week, they could lose Sunday and still clinch home field if a very, I mean, a very narrow subset of things has yeah. to happen for that to... Right. So Let, I, I'm excited, but... Eh. Yeah, if if you're in the coaching staff, Josh, if we're, we're in the coaching meeting room <laughs> today, Tuesday, when they normally do this, it, what we would show on film is, now, boys, fellas, I know what their record is. You are what your record says you are. You are they're 4 and 10 <laughs> Let me just take you through a quick journey of the falconing, right? Um, because that's that's the trend that's the trend that has come. The falconing and is occurring. Um, week two, they somehow lost to the Cowboys because they got onside kicked twice. Okay, week three against the Bears, Nick Foles happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, you know they should have beat the Lions, but like, you know. 
He scored, but he should have. <laughs> he, he, he 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 sat to sit on your ass at the one yard line. But he just he couldn't. Yeah, he just, had to score. Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley. And hey, Matthew Stafford kind of happened, which you know saved Matt Patricia's job for like three mm-hmm. weeks. Um, I don't know how in the world they beat the Raiders, but they beat the Raiders, and then you know they somehow out Chargers the Chargers mm-hmm. uh, again. They could be. Um, they they have the talent more of like an eight and eight yeah. team, and you just have to remind the Chiefs just have to remind themselves of that um, before kickoff. And then what you hope is they get a fourteen nothing lead like they got on the Saints last week, but the Falcons aren't the yep. Saints, and the game is pretty much in control from that moment. Let me give you two things here. I got something on kind of on each side. I think each side of the ball should take this game very differently because um, one in one way, like to to Seth's point. Um, the offense should just go out there and just do the most, like not necessarily basic and like m- basic chiefs thing, you know, running their base offense, not a traditional base off, but just do just establish the Kelsey early and often. And you're going to put up 30 some points by accident. So I think that's pretty easy. The one thing that I, we still won't know as the show goes up and, and we'll learn more going into the weekend What's Mike Rimmers' deal? How healthy is Eric Fisher? Those questions matter, but the Falcons will not be able to make it as glaring an issue as the Saints did. It might still look worse than you'd like it to, but but the 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 Saints are the Saints were were much better equipped to make that a problem for the Chiefs. So yeah, where's the screen? Where's the screen game, Andy? Andy is and his his screen game's back in a in a a cabinet somewhere. He threw those note cards. Yeah, bring out the bring out the screen game. Like I, I. I'm still convinced they were playing possum with Clyde. You guys talked me into it in the preceding weeks. We were going to see like a whole Clyde package in the playoffs, guys. And like, I hope we still do. I just got really sad. I also am not arguing that necessarily. I just think that he's kind of on the line. An injury complicates everything, obviously. Yeah. 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 I just, I'm still rooting for just because it's been a weird year. It would be a really cool thing. To have like in a playoff game, you know, Edwards Alaire gets, you know, 19 catches for 280 yards and three touchdowns. It would be the funniest story. And I mean, it would just be fun to write about. I Seth, think. for as much as you love to talk about confirming priors, Clyde, Clyde getting hurt right just now is literally going to make the conversation from him from this point on absolutely impossible because everybody who's like, well, but they were about to have all the good plays. You can say that. Oh, and then, and then from the other side, they're going to win the Super Bowl again. And I'm going to be able to say, well, they won the Super Bowl with Damian Williams and then Le'Veon Bell. You know, it's the conversation right. is even maybe maybe the conversation is officially ruined, which I think would not be a bad thing. Uh, but it's just even yeah. even more of a mess. I think he got ruined. I think he got ruined by like week four, honestly. Like after he had one really, really, really awesome game and one really, really game, I think the conversation just became reductive a long time ago. So you make a good conversation might have become reductive on like, uh, I don't know, May 5th or something like that. How long? When was the draft? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But on the other side of the ball, getting one more Falcons thing. I actually think the defense, especially without Anthony Hitchens, should Mm -hmm. have a lot of interest in this game because it is everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a pretty good feel that this is a super talented offense that also is going to gift you something at some point because they're the Falcons. And and I think you touched on this first, Seth, the the chiefs defense is still trying to prove some stuff like not, not that they're not terrible or whatever, but there's a little bit to prove in terms of like, Hey, we can be consistently good enough in these games or we're going to, Maybe we make mm-hmm. a pretty good offense look terrible for a week or something in that in that regard. 
I, I yes. think they have something there, especially if you're talking about Julio and Calvin Ridley, which, to be honest, the, the Chiefs versus Ooh. the Saints ends up creating maybe the best receiving duo matchup that we've seen this year. Mm. Maybe the Buccaneers, I guess, could have could have argued the same thing, but um, I think it'll you be know, interesting for their perspective, at least. That's really accurate, and... I just think you saw that from the defense last year down the stretch. They've got pride. Yeah. There's a reason they were talking after the Titans game. And I'm thinking mostly about yeah. Frank Clark. Yes. Which who gave still the greatest post-game interview yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> watching watching Tom, uh, I can never pronounce his last name correctly. Now, it's not it. Tom Pelissero. It yeah, was James it, it, Palmer. It was, it's James. It was yeah. James Palmer, yeah. who also does a terrific job. a much job. easier to pronounce last name. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, thank you, James. But watching him visibly take a step <laughs> back when Clark whipped his head around and said, who? And you saw James Palmer, who is a great pro, and good on him for asking that the question yeah. he asked, yeah. right? You know, people were saying this. I would be too intimidated to ask that question. For about 0.1 second, James Palmer was physically afraid. <laughs> Like, no, 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 it was other people. It was other people saying it, Frank. It was other people. Like, he, like, he got that out of his mouth so fast. Bunch of people on Twitter, Frank. It was people on Twitter, not me. And anyway, I think that... Energy- and as a consummate professional, still, his hair never moved. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, a re- there was some stuff behind that. And, yeah. and guys like Matthew, Clark, they know they've struggled at times this year. Uh, guys like Chris Jones, there's a reason. They, they're a prideful group. And they want to show that just like they did down the stretch last year. Unfortunately for them, every year you got to prove it again. Yep. And so yeah. I, I totally agree. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, on that note, then, you guys want to do some questions? Yeah. Yes. All right. Hey, 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 Josh. Oh, yes. Is one of the questions you're going to pick the uh, the the eleven Mahomes versus eleven? Absolutely. Oh, We're absolutely going to get to that. Phew. Also, really quick. Hey, say it. Say it. Say it. Chiefs Falcons score. Oh, um, Chiefs. Nate. Thirty. Three, I'll, I'll say Chiefs 33, Falcons 17. Uh, Chiefs, hold on, let me think. Chiefs 38, Falcons 24. I was going to say 34-24. Uh, I think the Falcons the Falcons will Falcon to some extent, which means it seems closer than it should at some point. And then comes the heartbreaking loss. Yep. That makes sense. Now let's do some questions. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. I think I'm going to direct a bunch of these to one of us, um, and then there will be a couple where maybe we go all of us. Or And, and also, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give each of you one token. You guys, take your token. Nate, here's your token. Yes. Seth, here's your token. Thank you. Um, Why is this bigger than mine? This, you, what was it, say that again? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just being a ding. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, you're fair. Um Okay. Uh, what you can do, what you can do with these tokens, and I'm gonna, I'm, I gave myself a token. Also, my token's the biggest. <laughs> and what you can cash in that token <laughs> for one chance to answer a question that was posed to someone else, but you can only get one of those unless I explicitly invite everyone to the question. This way, we're gonna get through a bunch of them. Got it. Does that make cool. sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Um, thank you, everybody, for the questions. Yes. Thank you. Th- yes. Thank you. Um, Jetty Rat underscore RB. 
asks Nate. If Eric Bieniemy can handpick his job next year, where should he go and why? Chargers, Justin Herbert, you were a former player mm-hmm. there. It's time for somebody to know Andy Reid and go toe-to-toe with Andy Reid. I mean, just a good question. I mean, a good, and a good, a tight answer. Just great work. Uh, Seth, how weird is this year's Super Bowl championship parade going to be from Ryan Ewing? <laughs> it's going to be so weird. And it's going to be a combination of people who are angry about how many people are there. Yes. And who are angry that not more people are there. <laughs> and no one's going to be happy. So that's going to be weird. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird in that sense. But it's also going to be great because you're going to hear the word dynasty said more than a few times. From Kyle Henning, Nate, any word on plans for Colin Saunders? That plan is 2021, sir. Um, the the likelihood of Mike Pinnell returning in the air. Mm. Um, Tershawn Wharton, I guess, is a thing this year? Um, yeah, he is. We'll Sorry. see if he's a thing next year. <laughs> um, Third-round picks usually make it to the third year of their contract. That player you're thinking of is Dorian O'Daniel. Now, the question for Colin Saunders is, can he get on the field on defense more than Dorian O'Daniel did in his third year? Um, yeah. I, I get the sense that the Chiefs may still draft somebody at the defensive line position. If you look at the 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 Brett Veach era, they've always done that. Uh, most notably Mike Dana this year, because we were all like, who the hell is Mike Dana and why the hell yes. did you pick him? And then he's actually turned out to be a rotational player. So, you know, yes. credit to the scouting department, because we were like, I ain't never heard of that guy. And legitimately, <laughs> I never heard of that guy. So... Colin Saunders was someone I knew of who was extremely talented. The elbow injury may be more significant than we realize. Again, we would have more of these answers if I was in the locker room and could kind of ask guys in a more one-on-one setting. But Colin's handled it well this year. It's just, I, I unless there's an injury between now and obviously whenever the season ends, I just think um, his future is 2021 and him getting back to being the player he was towards the end of last season, which was like pretty, he was pretty good in the playoffs. Um, so you, you should give him the benefit of the doubt for next year. Uh, also from Kyle, Seth, favorite family holiday tradition food? Food? Food. Okay. I thought you were going to say tradition. And, and no, the, like, like within, within sort I, of the Christmas time. Can realm. I give my token now? <laughs> oh, take the token. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I concede the floor to my colleague. It is a ginger snap cookie with some Ooh. milk. Hallelujah. Don't you come after me, Santa Claus, because we ain't got those when you come through on Friday morning. Seth, what's your favorite holiday food? Um, the, my favorite Christmas food, it's not like a traditional Christmas food. It's one my okay, family yes, does every Okay, yes, that's Christmas. I'm sorry about the war on your favorite holiday. Your favorite Christmas food. I'm sorry. I thought Kyle's this was the question holiday. was. Oh, did he? Okay. My, okay. My answer is latkes. That's, I'm not. Just, I, I'm, I don't know so if I've had latkes my, before. My, I'm sorry. I, I genuinely my 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 upper I Midwest your favorite Christmas food. It's my Christmas upper pr- Midwest pr- brain transposed Christmas cookie dessert. It's there, it was weird. I just wanted to yell at you about the war on Christmas. Um, and so food, I would say, so my mom, and this is so whatever, but it is what it is. My mom makes these really great meatballs every Christmas, mm. and a really good meatball. With like good sauce, oh, it can is, go. You, it can take you a long way. It can yeah. take you a long way, and it can also keep you in place for a long time. <laughs> and the thing with meatballs, it's I mean, it's pure meat, right? So it's like, ah, oh, it's cool. I'll eat like twenty of these, and then you are just like, 
you're hurting. You're hurting. But this year, I'm bringing my digestive enzymes, so I'm ready. I am like, I'm ready. So meatballs, oddly enough. No, part, no party like a Seth digestive enzyme party. <laughs> uh, from uh, Stephen Mercil, maybe Stephen Merkill. We're going to say Stephen Mercil. This one's for the whole table here. Would 11 Patrick Mahomeses beat 11 Tyreek Hills in a full game, assuming oh, oh, both oh. teams had to play both sides of the ball? Related, what player could play all 22-ish positions the best? I, I think we can expand that out. Um, this is for everybody. Nate, who would you pick? If you could have one, one let's make it one chief. We got to play uh, clones for, for an entire team. Yeah, we got to think about the trenches, okay? So I'm going to yeah. go real NFL analysis, you know, avatar. When you look at the trench work, the quickness of Tyreek Hill off the line of scrimmage, I think gives mm. him an advantage. The safety play gives him an advantage. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's a better wide receiver. Here's the problem. Tyreek better be running the option and a bunch yeah. of nine routes off of, you know, reverses, trick options, statutes of liberty. Like, I don't know how far <laughs> Tyreek Hill can actually throw the football. <laughs> so I would I would say Tyreek Hill needs to run the wing T <laughs> with some trickeration <laughs> involved. And I think he has a chance. Um, problem is, uh, I know what Seth's gonna say. Patrick Mahomes is just gonna knife uh, even Tyreek Hill speed with with his with his great quarterbacking. So, which which part am I answering right now? The the which player? Yeah, okay. go pick pick between Mahomes and I, I'm not sure I got Nate's actual answer. It'd be more entertaining if you pick Tyreek Hill's team to win because they have a they have more ways to win, I believe. Mm -hmm. But I think. If we were playing this out like an NBA or an MLB series, I think the advantage would actually go to Patrick. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm gonna I'll answer both. The first, if I were to pick one player, right, to clone, yeah, it'd be Travis Kelsey. I that's my answer. Oh. I think that's the right answer for because one, one Chief twenty two times because he could do because you could be. I mean, would the line be great? No, but it'd be passable. Wide receiver, obviously, especially if they're just blocking Patrick Mahomes's. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. There is no matter what. I mean, okay, oh, they're 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 blocking a bunch of Chris Joneses. Well, then Chris Jones is trying to cover Travis Kelsey in the open field. Right, Travis Kelsey, and that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, so I think Travis Kelsey is your guy who wins that. But I think it's between Kelsey and Mahomes. Because a couple things here, Mahomes, so between Hill and Mahomes, I take Mahomes, and here's why: Tyreek Hill, obviously, Mahomes can't cover him. Tyreek Hill can't get the ball to Tyreek Hill on a nine route. We've all seen Tyreek Hill throw. I think, but I think you just run the army offense. I'm leaning towards Tyreek Hill and I'm running the ball, baby. I don't even know who I, I am anymore. You just set that Because you just got to get to the edge. Just get to the edge yep. and see what happens. It, it's yeah. it's, it's peewee football all over yeah. again. If they get to the edge, it's a touchdown. That is peewee football in a nutshell. Like, <laughs> I've watched it and watched it. It's just like, oh, he got to, yep, he's gone. <sighs> so here's one thing I would say in terms of taking Mahomes. Obviously, the quarterback play. Um, and also... Uh, Mahomes is a better athlete than people think. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think he might have the most athletic versatility. Like, because let's say, so like if this is a team that like, you know, gets a little while to train, I could see Mahomes bulking up enough to, you know, kind of look little, a little, little bit. lineman Mahomes is bulking yeah, up. The, like, the receiver Mahomes is slimmed down. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's just It's a great answer. 
Thank that's you. I, I just that's where I think Mahomes has he's more athletic than people realize. He never like resists hits. He doesn't try to truck guys. So people think that he's not, but he is a I've said this to anyone who will listen, partly to humble brag that I've stood next to Patrick Mahomes. But <laughs> one thing I could not get past, I'm a short the security. Oh, one thing you couldn't me. get past was Yeah, the I couldn't security. get past that. <laughs> um one thing I could not get past when I was sitting there when I was standing there, I, I'm a short guy, but I'm not a tiny guy was how much bigger Mahomes is than me. Like, I, like he, he's, his arms are massive. And you don't see that on the field. You're like, oh, he's kind of a dude, you know. He's out there, just as dude. And you're next to him, you're like, holy crap. And then I said that, and it got awkward. I'm kidding, that didn't happen. But I don't think people realize what an athlete he is. And so I'm taking the Mahomeses, but for the number one team, I think 11 tra- or 22 Travis Kelseys beats 22 every, everyone else. I also think that he and Patrick Mahomes probably have the best understanding of the offense. Absolutely. Um, which, if they wanted to run the Chiefs' offense, make that seems good. I like it's a great question, great answers. Um, this might, I think this is a really quick one, probably Nate, but from Kenny, is it too late for playoff Dame to dash into our lives for the tail end of the running oh. back tour? I I don't think I've heard. I don't think there's any kind of opt in opt back in yeah. structure at this point, right? The, there's there's there, once you make your decision and once the September 10th kickoff began, you you can't opt back in. Um, it's unfortunate just because, um, much like in the way Sammy Watkins just takes it up a level in the playoffs, that was clearly the case for Damian Williams. Um, we will probably hear from him sometime, I think, early in 2021, but he is ineligible to play because he's already taken the opt-out, and the league made it pretty clear to the Players Association we can't have guys opting in, opting out, opting in, opting out, and that sort of case. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the season from the running back position kind of rests on Le'Veon Bill. And who thought that back in September? Yeah. Um, Nate, from Tyler Clarensau. Uh, sorry to anyone whose name I pronounce wrong. I apologize for, yes, to everyone we, blanket statement. I'm going to stop apologizing now, but this one covers everybody. How much does the presence of Sammy Watkins affect the production of Tyreek Hill? I know that Hill doesn't really need help getting open, but it seems like he gets better looks when Sammy's out there with him. Thoughts? I, I'd like to use my token. Th- and that was for you, actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said Nate. Uh, uh, if I, uh, give if, me that no, token I don't back. Know. Um, I don't know. Here's your, token. <laughs> here's, here's your, here's your weirdly small token. <laughs> Freakishly small, actually. One might say micro. It's a micro token. So, you know what? It hurts me when you're silent when I make jokes like that, Josh. It just hurts me. It, I feel it deep. Anyway, um, he, here's the deal. I, I, I like Sammy Watkins. I respect him. He helps the offense. It is a bit of a, um, at least from what I see on film, it's a bit of a myth that his presence is like dragging defenders away from Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelsey's does more, especially mm-hmm. when they're on the same side of the field. I feel so bad for defenders. They look stressed out. Like, and I don't, I don't mean like stressed in the football sense stress. I mean like, like emotionally stressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh guys, I don't know what to, cause this guy's like, and that guy's so like, you can just see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not quite literally, but anyway, with Watkins, he, he does stress defenses in certain ways, 
but he is not dragging defenders away. I think he helps to an extent, but I think Hill's presence helps Watkins way more than, than vice versa. Now, Watkins helps in the ability to, he keeps plays alive. He knows the yes. offense really well. He can beat man-to-man on a lot of guys. He, he is important, but he's not important in dragging defenders away from Hill for the most part. Um, Nate, this is from Christian Gumminger. Mahomes is currently 41-9 and as a starter, including the playoffs. What is your confidence level, 1-10, to that Mahomes reaches 50 wins before reaching 10 losses? Also, all of that is absurd. Well, he will do that based on our history, right? Because Patrick Mahomes in September is undefeated. So, um, if we assume he's going to win uh, at least one more game, maybe he won't be available for um, the Week 17 matchup against the Chargers. I think you can say pretty confidently they are on track to win at least two playoff games, the division around the championship game, to get back to the Super Bowl. That's where it gets a little tricky because you don't know who the NFC opponent is. Um, and you know Aaron Rodgers just wants just wants a taste, just wants to be on the same field as Patrick Mahomes. It is yet to happen because obviously Patrick was injured last year. I feel like Chiefs fans should watch the Packers in the playoffs and understand that he's not playing – Who's on the field? Aaron Rodgers is playing State Farm, and he's playing Patrick Mahomes in the idea of meeting him in February in Tampa Bay. But I do think he will clear the mark before he gets to 10 losses, which, again, is absurd. Because Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in September, pray to the NFL that you aren't on that schedule. Come <laughs> Like, can we play them in October? Like, they always have a little dip in October, right? Can we can we get on October? Whoever the Chargers coach is needs to be like, look, I don't need to play them in September. Anthony Lynn has gotten losses because he plays the Chiefs in September every year, and it never goes well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, this one is from uh, <laughs> at unders- uh, good underscore tweets underscore Ted. I'd like to know what each of you classifies as a normal game as opposed to a yes. real game. Oh, what a great question. This one's open for everybody. So I'll go, Seth, I'll give you I'll give it to you first here. What what do you what do you uh count as a normal game as the Chiefs <laughs> only play weird ones? Because I have uh, I just no bizarre safeties or turnovers. <laughs> like where if they throw a pick, they throw a pick. Like it's just an interception. And that would be the first one. The second one is like no like five minute pauses in action as we all, (laughs) including the refs, try to figure out what happened. Mm -hmm. And then no 20 point swings. Like just like a game like, you know, it kind of goes a little back and forth and then the game ends. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that there have been only two games this year that are not included in the only weird games categories would you fellas like to hear them i would love to yeah i'm looking at the schedule right now y'all um the texans game is actually the most normal game they've played all year (laughs) like it is so crazy right to kick off the nfl season in a pandemic um, did Chris Collinsworth say that the Texans maybe had won the trade because they scored the first points of the <laughs> NFL season? That definitely happened, okay? Now, did the Chiefs mollywop them from that moment on? Yeah, sure. They defense played well. Um, you know, the offense did its thing, particularly in the red zone. They won 34-20, what we all expect based on the two teams that we know for them to be. I think the second game that is not in the weird game category is honestly the Baltimore Ravens just absolute beatdown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything else is in the weird category. We mm-hmm. got the kitchen sink game. 
that's in the weird category, of course. Y'all, they played on a Monday afternoon in the rain where they didn't throw the football. Like, it's a weird game by Chiefs standards. Um, They lost to the Raiders. How in God's name did that happen still? Like, how? Like, I mean, we've all covered it, but how? Um, Buccaneers was weird because, like, Tom Brady became Tom Brady for a minute. Um, The Dolphins game was so weird Uh, for all the reasons we mentioned before. Um, Did you know that Patrick Mahomes didn't even play in the second quarter against the Broncos one game? Is that is that normal, guys? Game was weird. You did say second quarter just now. You meant fourth quarter, right? Or that I that I listed. Did I well, miss the, that the, game? The snow game. He did not literally. Oh, you're talking play about being the on the field. Quarter. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. I thought you meant he the end literally of the no, no, didn't right. play. Like he played, but he didn't play. Um, Cam Newton. We all thought we was going to get a great matchup in Week Five. Yeah, he got COVID. Whole season went to hell for the New England Patriots. Okay, like the Jets. They are just so bad. Like that's not a normal game. Like just they're so bad. So I've mostly covered the rest of the games on the season. Like if you have to remind yourself, when does the game not get normal? Um, it, this is just who they are. They only play weird games unless you're a unless you're a team coached by Bill O'Brien, and you know you're going to get fired midway through the season already, or. The Chiefs are as focused and as dominant as they've been all year. And that was against the the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, where they were just like, we need to remind the world of who we are. And we need to let um, Lamar Jackson know he 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 not even in the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes, which is wild, guys, because yeah. have you seen Lamar Jackson play football? Yeah. So that's my answer. Yeah, I think all of that's very good. Though I, I, I just think about the, the moment that you think, well, that's the first time I've seen that this year. Like if you say that it's weird, and if if the Chiefs are if they're basically struggling on anything offensively or have anything unforeseen like that, it starts getting weird. But it's also you know I don't know if this is still the legal definition of pornography or not, but I've heard many times that it's you know it when you see it. I yeah. think weird games with the Chiefs, you know it when you see it. Seth, you're a lawyer. Does that does that track? That absolutely tracks, and that's I mean all you're doing is quoting something that the Supreme Court said. Um, do I, can I just <laughs> throw something out there? Yes. Sure. Do you know who Jane Slater is? She, 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 she helps report on the, the NFL and, and the Saints. She yeah, talked yeah. to Cam Jordan today. Did you see this tweet? No, I did. I did. I just saw it. She said, talk about a case of the Sundays. Talked with, with Saints defensive end Cam Jordan today. Quote, my wife had her water break pregame. Then I got injected for a punch that wasn't intentional. I'm going to pause on that. Wasn't intentional. <laughs> going to repeat it. He 70 plays or so in the game, still marinating on that. And my do- daughter, Chanel Jordan, was born two hours later. First of all, congratulations, Cam. Uh, yes. Dadding is the great life. Second of all, Cam, congratulations aside, that is a bald-faced lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going he full did. Sean Spencer on psych. I mean, come on, son. That <laughs> the, is not that was such an intentional punch. Come on. The, the, like the, the giveaway, uh, as we rewind the tape, I would like for the jury to see. Did this man argue walking off the field? No, he no, didn't. He no, did. He walked yeah, off the field. He got got. Okay. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I, I yeah, punched him. I mean, I would also say I that. I would also say the smoking gun was when he punched him in the face. That that also <laughs> was definitive proof that he punched him in the face. That is the funniest thing, though. And I just I love human behavior. It's like, nah, it wasn't intentional. It's like, dude. 
You punched him. He's fine. Andrew Wiley's a big, tough dude. He's wearing a yes. helmet, among other yes. things. I mean, right. Why are you pushing just... him in his face, man? Yeah. Makes no sense. Why makes literally no sense. <laughs> makes sense. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just had to add that in because that That's is great. so funny that That's it wasn't intentional. Nugget. It's like, dude, hey, nah, you hey, got Josh, it. Hmm. You- you mentioned if you if you if it, if it looks if it looks a certain way it's it's weird right yeah um d- let's let us not all forget that Shelby Harris tracked down hunted pursued and captured Tyreek Hill on a play don't forget that is that weird yeah it's freaking weird that was weird shout out to Shelby Harris for that play that was like man that was work that was like you're getting you earned your money there. Yes. <laughs> saved a touchdown. He saved two touchdowns. Shelby Harris was like quietly one of the best players on the field in the rematch against the Broncos. And just like, Only again, it's games. just, we're not supposed to see this, y'all. Uh, from the, I don't know who I'm going to ask this one of yet. I might just go ahead. I might, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Seth, did you use your token yet? I did not. I might no, okay. use it based on what I'm hearing. So this is a question for Nate. I'm going to ask Nate this question from Jack Small. Who would win in a fight? Me teamed up with Anthony Sherman, or Seth teamed up with Frank Clark, refereed by Nate. Nate, what is the what is uh, what is the answer? I'm going to use my token and say me and uh, Anthony Sherman. Yeah, I mean, look, Sherman is not a man to uh, to anger. Have you? But but Frank Clark, and he's okay with me saying this. He crazy. <laughs> this is my concern here in my actual answer is that I feel like I feel like Seth's team has the two crazier people. Yes, yeah. yeah. I feel like don't, Seth and Anthony let, Sherman versus me and Frank I, Clark is a don't more let the even pastor matchup. and lawyer deceive you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't let that deceive you. I, just just understand that when Frank Clark gets in Seth's ear, all hell breaks loose. No, yeah. I Frank. Look, it's been a long time. I make no bones, you know, like on a serious note. I did a lot of things when I was younger that I'm not at all proud of. I'm glad we're finally I, I, serious, especially on this I, question. I, I struggled. I st- no, it'll come around. I, I struggled <laughs> with alcohol. People know that. There's a reason I'm sober now. I, I lived a certain way for, for, for years. Um, Frank Clark in my ear would unlock a part of me. Yeah. Oh. To, to, to phrase, what's, the, uh, what's the, that, that movie that's coming out? Nobody? Um, with the guy from Better Call Saul. I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah. trailers for it. Yeah. There is a part of me, to paraphrase him, that is long dormant that I feel like Frank Clark would be able to tap into yeah. and be like, oh, so like, so it's cool if I try to tear his neck apart with my teeth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's all right. That's yeah. okay. I get to pick this thing up. And now, Josh, I would never do anything like that to you, but I feel I like Frank Clark could influence me. Well, it depends. Are we talking about running backs in the first round right before this? Because then I'm oh. coming at you with everything I've got. Listen, if we're talking about, if we're talking, I, we shouldn't be talking about running about running backs in the first round because Anthony Sherman is a fullback. Like it's close enough. He gets oh, the ball out of the back. Oh yeah, sometimes. yeah. You don't need you don't need him to turn on you mid fight. No, um, I that's that's such a funny question. I would just say to leave me and Josh out of it because you know we're well, that's both no fun. slow. It's our and ridiculous um frank i think anthony sherman's an incredibly tough dude but i think frank is crazy and in my limited experience crazy beats tough the majority of the time Mm -hmm. yeah and i think those are the two team names that jack said out there i think it's crazy i think that team name is crazy versus tough and anthony sherman's bringing most of the tough yep yes yeah frank clark anthony sherman's bringing about 90 percent of the tough the team here's the here's the wild thing frank clark's only bringing about 80 percent of the crazy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's yes 
And so I, that would just, I, I think the edge would go to us because I, I think Frank's a little crazier. And I think, I think I'm a little crazier and I'm okay with it. You know, I've made yeah. my peace with it. Uh, last, uh, last question here from uh, Jave Baez's chain. Uh, with an 8-0 road <laughs> record and only one loss on the season, is Andy Reid coach of the year? If not, why not? Um, it just go off. Whoever wants it, that one's up in the air. This this is such a good question because I saw it today, and I really did think about it. And um, I mean, Javi Bias has changed. Just just incredible. Um, great display name. Really good. I. It's not gonna happen. Let me just let me just preface yeah. it with that. Like right. it's it's not gonna happen. Um, Andy Reid has been doing this far too long to even be qualifying for the Coach of the Year award, which tells you all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they go 15-1, and one, hell, if they even go 14-2, and two, but they lock up the one seed, obviously, you know, to make the second loss irrelevant, um, he does deserve to be Coach of the Year just because in a COVID wild-ass year mm-hmm. with no... I mean, I know continuity is important, and the Chiefs clearly have it. And a lot of this praise goes alongside of Brett Veach and Chris Shea and Mike Braganzi and Tim Terry, all the people in the front office. I, I just get the sense that, you know, I thought it was going to be Mike Tomlin's award to lose. Unfortunately, unfortunately the, the, the Steelers are in free fall. Yeah. Um, I really like Matt Rule, what he's done. But, like, the record's not there. It might go to Sean McDermott because they found a way to make Josh Allen play mm-hmm. football in a non-chaotic manner. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, I don't know who you would pick, but if you're actually telling me who's the best coach right now, it's either Andy Reid or Bill Belichick. And unfortunately, Bill Belichick is not qualified because his entire season got disrupted by COVID in a way yeah. that... You yeah. just can't. You just can't really evaluate them because they almost went eight and eight with a team with Cam Newton playing like yeah, you know well. his whole body's breaking down in front yeah. of us. No, absolutely. I would say I think Andy Reid, like McDermott, obviously deserves credit, but like DeBole, who was time in 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 Kansas City was not good. Um, I think his one year. He he's done a great job. I, I guess to me the fact that I I wish you could ask it this way. What team would be hurt the most losing their head coach, no matter who you brought in to replace it? Like, let's say Andy Reid retired tomorrow and Eric Bieniemy was was stepped in. People like Eric Bieniemy a lot, and I think he's going to be a good head coach. But I would mm-hmm. still be devastated. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, good for you, Andy, for retiring order. But holy crap, this is terrible. And outside of Belichick, I don't know if you get there anywhere else. Yeah. And and I I just think. Like you said, avoiding the Super Bowl letdown, the stuff they've done in, in a tough COVID year with a with a target on their back every yes. week, and he's yes. not. And they they've gone through some stuff. Like they've had to change some things around. The offensive line has been in tatters. But the reality is, when when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, you're probably not going to get considered for it, even though you Patrick Mahomes is partly Andy Reid's like creation. Yes. Like and and people will not acknowledge in the same way I just told you guys. Yeah. Sean McDermott is going to receive a ton of credit because Josh Allen actually got better. But as I've told people since the start of the season, Patrick Mahomes is better, and we so just don't consider better. coaching. He, we just don't consider coaching when it comes to that. Like yep. we just don't. Yeah, it's it's not quite fair. But I wish he would get considered because I think he's done as good a job as any year he's been with the Chiefs. 
And I, I, it would be great to see him win it because he deserves it. If no other reason than to see when he accepted the reward, watch him shove praise on everyone but himself. And like, not even like, well, when you can, when you surround yourself with people, like what I've got, you know what I mean? It just immediately yeah, right. would go to other people and that would be fun to see. That's going to do it for us here as our pre-Christmas episode wraps up. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy everything. Happy whatever. Happy whatever is my new thing. Happy whatever to you and whoever listening now. And uh, we will chat again sometime after the Chiefs and Falcons game. Of course, you can always read Nate's work up in The Athletic, Seth's work up on The Athletic, and in the Chiefs in the North newsletter. Uh, you can also follow all of us on Twitter, at RealMNChiefsFan, at ByNateTaylor, at JB Briscoe, as all of us. If you have more questions, something that comes up or something that we didn't get to, you're going to have a pretty good chance of tweeting them at us and having one of us be able to get back to you just in Twitter form. So mm-hmm. uh, shoot them there if you feel like it. Read their their work up on The Athletic. And we will uh, talk to you again sometime after Christmas. Nate, send us into the, uh, the, the Christmas cheer. Yes. Um, everyone was so uh, appreciative and, and, and grateful about the the Frieza comparisons in terms of Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> transformations that it, it, it warmed my heart in a way that I just... You, you know, you say these things, you just don't know what the reaction is going to be. So now I am going to provide fans the opportunity to to enlighten me. Who on the Chiefs roster is Piccolo? That, that's what I've been really debating myself for the last two days. So um, send them to all three of us. Who on, the, who on the roster is Piccolo? One of my favorite characters from Dragon Ball Z. A super relatable way to end the year for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.